This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We have a, uh, a winner for our favorite headline of the day. Massachusetts man nearly killed by vicious beaver. <laughs> this is honestly the first time I've ever heard of a beaver attack on a human. Gotta be careful. Some of those beavers dangerous, Jim. They can <laughs> I guess. get ya. Uh, Mark Prez Piracini, 73 years old. Oh, no. Suffered extensive injuries after he was attacked by a beaver earlier this month. He nearly drowned several times during the attack, ended up with puncture wounds, gashes, lacerations, and a torn tendon in one of his fingers. Jeez. He's undergoing rabies treatment right now, and he also broke a knuckle from repeatedly punching the beaver. Oh, it was a battle. I wonder how many tail slaps he got, too. (laughs) I think that's one of their go-to moves. Beaver tail (laughs) slaps. (laughs) 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 Damn, so he was throwing punches at this thing. Yeah. Just be careful. If you didn't know, you can break a knuckle punching the beaver. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) It's usually not an injury you admit to when you're in the ER. No. Make up something else. How'd you you get that? I was punching the beaver. (laughs) He didn't say, but check this out. Like, what a stand-up guy. He didn't say uh, where the pond was, where the attack took place, because he was worried that authorities would go and wipe out the entire beaver population living there in retaliation. So even after he was viciously attacked, tail slapped around by a beaver, (laughs) he would not reveal the location of the beaver. I respect that. I do respect that unless he tests positive for rabies. Then you got to do what you got to do. But um, yeah, I mean, if you go into nature, sometimes you run into nature. Man nearly killed by vicious beaver. It's a great name for a, a strip club, isn't it? The Vicious Beaver? <laughs> the Vicious Beaver. Or man Killed by Vicious Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had that on VHS back in the 80s. Vicious Beaver 8. <laughs> A-T-E. <laughs> okay. It's like a horror movie. Yeah, you yeah, know? sure. They're zombies. The beavers, the beavers come at you. Jim, we were just talking about this 73-year-old man who was viciously attacked by a beaver hospitalized, uh, going under uh, rabies testing right now. Going to be okay, they think, but uh, yeah, he's savagely attacked by a beaver. We made the comment, sounds like a horror movie. Got a text message here from Dave. He's like, have you guys seen the movie Zombievers? Oh, yeah, I've heard of this. Zombiever is a real horror movie <laughs> about zombie beavers. What is that? Looks like a beaver dam. Let's go take a look. You girls from out of town? We're staying over there in my cousin's place. We were looking for beavers. Well, hell, ain't we all? (laughs) How many double entendres in that whole movie? The creepy stranger. (laughs) Aren't we all? Aren't we all looking for beavers? I mean, like, I just spotted a couple. (laughs) All these young co-eds who just want (laughs) to... Swim near the beaver dam. <laughs> How many double entendres are in the trailer? Someone in there? There's a beaver in the bathroom. Kill it! Yuck. Can we please go swimming now? Ever occurred to any of you that there might be more beavers? 
<laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> Bill Burr is in this movie. No way. And John Mayer is in Zombievers. So you know it's good. The Backstreet Boys are in the movie Zombiever. Oh, yeah! Never seen a real beaver before, folks. All I know is our fat rat with big teeth. We're not turn against each other right now. That is exactly what the beavers would want. Beavers are generally more active at night. Don't turn against each other. That's exactly what the beavers would want. <laughs> Dude, I'm in. I want to watch this movie. Yeah, Zombiever. Check it out. Good news for Evander Kane, I guess, Jim. Yeah, temporarily. Uh, he has been investigated by the NHL after his ex-wife. Uh, made, estranged. Estranged, yeah, not ex. Soon to be ex-wife. Bound to be. Made some pretty bold claims that he was... We, we had heard that he had gambling issues, and that is a fact. He had w- lost a lot of money gambling over the years. But his wife was... Say, ex, sorry. Soon to be estranged. ex-wife. Yeah, was saying that not only was he gambling, but he was betting against his own teams and maybe potentially throwing those games then, which is a serious allegation. But the uh, the league looked into it, said they can't find any evidence that that is what happened. So they're uh, apparently letting him off the hook for that. But there's also a couple other things that are uh, uh, personality-based and other issues with Evander Crane they are still actually looking into. There's some concerns for sure. Yeah. But what a move by his soon-to-be ex-wife, Anna Kane. Yeah. Like, is there, for a professional athlete, if you want to sabotage their career, that's a pretty easy way to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean... I, I, it does sound like it was a dirty move, like a revenge thing, you know, to try to get maybe more money out of him when they divorce or something like that. But there, he may have still done it. They just can't prove that he did it. Because how would you? And this is the problem. This is the problem. Once you're accused of something like this, then it's on you. Well, well, even he's. They couldn't find any evidence. They didn't. They didn't confirm that he did it. But that. That speculation, yeah. the whispers are always going to be there that, oh, maybe he did do it. True. Yeah, no matter what, no matter how innocent you are, it's out there now. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Evander Kane, uh, success for him, but uh, obviously he's going through a tough time. And uh, You sure you want to get married there, Jim? <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> I don't have a gambling addiction, and I'm not a millionaire. So, I mean, yeah, things could go wrong, but not this sideways. Yeah, they'll probably go worse for Sarah, actually, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take her for all she's worth. Sarah, are you sure you want to get married? <laughs> Divorce does not look like a good time here. It was pretty wet out there yesterday. Kind of, you know, still coming down, but not like it was yesterday afternoon. You really got to find out uh, if you need new windshield wipers if you're driving <laughs> around 5 o'clock yesterday, right? Oh, yeah. They, mine could barely keep up. I was on my way to see a wedding venue, and it was coming down so bad. And at one point, we saw a car in the ditch, like right in the ditch off the 401. Nobody was around. So we stopped on the highway, reversed down the the side, went back to the guy, um, 
got down there. And you know what? I used to make fun of my girlfriend's hunter rubber boots. You know these girls, they have these rubber boots and yeah. they never use them. But she used these rubber boots to go into the water. <laughs> like the ditch was filled with water. So she went down to the door. To make sure that the person in there was okay. Good yeah. for her. So he was okay. He said his neck hurt a little bit, but we called the cops for him and called the CAA and they eventually came and got him. But um, wow. yeah, it was difficult driving out there. The one time those rubber boots were used for what they were intended for. <laughs> I used to, I'm like, when are you mucking out the stalls, Sarah? Like, what are you, I used to like make fun of her, but they actually came in handy. Fashion hunter. and function. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's, it's better to be wearing them than not. Yeah. It's better to have them and not need them than to need them and not have them. <laughs> My wife has the exact same boots. Isn't it funny? How, how trends like that, like the Ugg boots were the thing for a while. Like every woman I know had to have a pair of Ugg boots. Yeah, yeah. But you, you know why they needed to have a pair of Ugg boots? Because everyone else had them? Exactly. <laughs> and it's the same with the hunter boots. It's sure. like, ooh, I need a pair of those hunter boots. Why? Because everyone else has one. Because uh, I'm going apple picking? <laughs> And then the hunter boots, like the, you got to buy like special uh, sock inserts for them. Yeah, yeah. You just go to PV Mart and get a, get a pair for like forty bucks. I have same the same. Thing. I put them on yesterday because I had to go in the backyard to check on things with all the rain, and I put on the pair of insulated rubber boots that I bought at Walmart. I think fifteen years ago for forty five dollars. <laughs> I put those things on. They're fantastic. Blowing snow in the winter, rainy day in, yes. the, in the fall. But they don't say hunter on them, Taz. You know, that's they true. need the label. Doesn't that's, matter. That's, that's why the neighbors are whispering when they see <laughs> me out there with those boots on. Wow. What didn't, a loser. Didn't know we had a poor neighbor. His boots didn't cost $300. What a loser. Should we call children's services? I don't think he can take care of his kids. <laughs> Are you watching the, the what if, Jim? No, I kind of forgot that it was a thing. How many episodes deep are we now? Six or seven, I Holy. think. Holy. Yeah. I'm sleeping on that one. No, this is the Marvel Comics uh, animated series. It's on Disney+. And I used to love the, the, the comic books, what if. Mm -hmm. they, they'd take like the existing stories in the marvel universe and then ask the question what if like what if peter parker's uncle ben didn't die what would have happened to peter parker he'd be working for facebook right now <laughs> why why oh, just a nerd <laughs> <laughs> just uh, some smart kid in high school with I, weird social skills i don't think they've made this one into uh the the series yet but uh, I, re I read the comic, and I think he stuck with entertainment. So he became like a famous entertainer on television shows, and and he wasn't very happy with his life. Fame didn't bring him much happiness. So in these what-if comics, there's no fight? <laughs> it's just like a sad, dramatic story? Well, some of them... Most of the most of them are like depressing. Hmm. Like the endings are depressing. As if, if they didn't become the hero and if things didn't go the way they were supposed to go, um, then it wouldn't have been good. Like there was a Doctor Strange. What if it was like? What if Doctor Strange's girlfriend had died in the car crash instead of him injuring his hands? Uh -huh. Which is just a depressing concept. It was like 
really about loss, and he had to keep reliving that day over and over again because he kept using the time stone to go back and to try and save his girlfriend after he became Sorcerer Supreme. (laughs) Um, So he had to keep seeing Rachel McAdams die over and over and over again, and it drove him to madness, and he became like this demon. Huh. And that was the end of it. <laughs> it just kind of ends all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah. I was like, okay, so I guess what if? It, it, the answer is not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I guess if the, the what if doesn't have a depressing ending, then the true original narrative is the depressing ending. Like if their life is better for not getting their powers, then what's it all for? Here is a what if for you. What if a Marvel movie contained brief sexuality? The answer... It would get a PG-13 rating, like The Eternals has done. This is the the new uh, Marvel movie coming out November 5th, Brief Sexuality. Going to be the first Marvel Cinematic Universe film to be rated PG-13. I saw a preview for it at uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah, and when it does you saw look, that? Yeah, it looks a little, it looks dark. Like It looks, it looks interesting. It looks kind of like a DC film, actually, one of the recent DC films. And there's some sexy people in that film, too. Dude from Game of Thrones? Yeah. The one guy who plays, uh, oh, I can't remember, but he also plays the bodyguard guy on that Yes Mom British TV show, The Bodyguard. He's in there. Yeah, yeah. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah. Selma Hayek. Yeah. Uh, the the comedian there, uh, he's got in super good shape, Camille. Oh, Camille Nanjiani? Yeah. Yeah. He's looking buff. Yeah, he's jacked. Now the question is, the brief sexuality, who's it going to be? Worth, I mean, worth the price of admission. <laughs> the, the mystery is there. I mean, Angelina Jolie, she's an old hat at those scenes, so she's, she, she could probably pull one off. What if it's all of them? <laughs> I might need more than a PG rating then. <laughs> could be an R. Yeah, you're right. Brief yeah, sexuality. The internals, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The Eternals, that is definitely going to be the name of the porn parody. (laughs) (laughs) The Internals. And we got to give kudos to the trainer for the Green Bay Packers, one of the trainers. So story is Aaron Jones, uh, he's one of the Packers players, scored four touchdowns on Monday night. Huge night. Big, yeah, like a career night for for Jones. Um, Unfortunately, though, he was wearing a necklace on the field, his father passed away due to complications of COVID-19 earlier in the year at age 56. So, you know, that's pretty young to go. And uh, Jones has been playing with a heavy heart, but he's been wearing a necklace around his neck with some of his father's ashes in it. And he was wearing it during the game. Unfortunately, during one of his touchdowns, the necklace came off and they weren't able to find it. Now, smash cut to 2 a.m., this trainer, Brian Engel, they call him Flea, he had been out there walking around since the game ended. He heard Jones's uh, necklace with his dad's ashes had gone missing, so he was just walking the field mm. from the, the end of the game until around 2 a.m. when he came back into the locker room and was like, I got it! <laughs> He and found it, was, it and returned it to Jones. He yeah. was very grateful. I saw a picture of it. It didn't have the chain on it or anything, so it was just the pendant that held the ashes. And it's like like maybe the size of a loony, smaller kind of shape, like a small football. 
and just black, so hard to find. But you'd think if you found something that important, you'd get more than just one guy <laughs> to do it for four hours. Like I'm, this guy's an amazing man for finding it and putting on. But you think you could get a couple interns out there walking, like with their arms <laughs> crossed? You know how they do that thing? Well, they, maybe the next day they're going to wait until the sun was up and they're going to they're going to scour Lambeau Field. Yeah. In the morning, but uh, Brian Engel, Flea wanted to be the hero, and he he down. was. Yeah. It's kind of a neat way to do it, huh? Uh, would you want your ashes? You have a son one day. Would you want your son to be wearing your some of your ashes around his neck? I like it, but then you you do run into this problem, right? You know, you go swimming or something like that. It gets caught on something, and you always hear stories like that. So maybe it'd be better just to have like a something that symbolizes your relationship mm-hmm. with your father, and then keep like the ashes somewhere safe. I think they can actually press human ashes into jewels now. So instead of having like the actual ashes in a little uh, container of some sort, you can pressurize the ashes and make like you'll you'll be in a jewel. Hmm. That would kind of be neat. That'd be cool too. But it can't. I I lose stuff all the time. The other day, <laughs> the other night, I did a cartwheel with my little niece, and I was wearing a watch, and the wa- my watch like exploded off my wrist. <laughs> Any relatives' ashes in that no, watch? No, but like I just, I know I would lose it. Well, uh, Aaron Jones did take the whole thing in stride. He said, "I lost my dad's ashes in this, in this pendant, but if there's anywhere he'd want to be, it's the end zone after his son scored a touchdown." Yeah, on Lambeau Field. Got a uh, text message here. This one's for you, Jim. It says, "Hey, Jim, to make your wedding easy, just do it in Vegas at the drive-through." Have you considered that as an option? We were joking about it, but not not actually considering it. You've never been to Vegas, right? No. Thank God. I once, I, we took some winners down there. Uh, Mark and Michelle Durbridge from St. Thomas, Ontario. They won a contest to go down and renew their vows. Mm-hmm. And we did it at the... Uh, at the little chapel, I don't, and it was, did they have a drive through on the side of it? It was the chapel that's next to the uh, Pawn Stars Pawn Shop. Literally, the place right next door to the mm. Pawn Stars. Um, and it was a great time. Quick service in and out. They, like, give you the dress to wear. They give you, they have, like, a costume room so you can put on whatever you want mm-hmm. to wear for the, the ceremony. And it was uh, reasonably priced as well, Jim. Elvis was there. Was He was the minister, I'm assuming, right? I think he was... Yeah, I think he was. Ring bearer, maybe? He was up front. I can't remember. It, what the hell else would he be doing up there? Uh, dude, it was day two in Vegas. You know, we'd been up all night. I can't remember. <laughs> I just know Elvis was there for sure. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but you're looking at wedding uh, venues around here. You said yesterday afternoon you went to check one out. Uh, did it meet the criteria? Were you feeling good about it? We turned around halfway there, honestly, because it was an outdoor one. Um so we already pulled over. We found a guy in the ditch. It was so bad. So after we did that, we after already... After you were, saved that man who had driven off the saved road. Saved his life, I would say. Not really. But um, so we were already running 10 minutes late. We called the lady and we're like, yeah, we're running behind. And then and then we hung up. I'm like, why are we even going? Like what? It was like, it was <laughs> pouring rain. So we called back and she looked out the window. Go, pretty bad day to go yeah. see an outdoor wedding venue. Yeah. The lady hadn't even looked out the window and she's like, oh yeah, yeah, it is pretty bad there. So we just wasted a half an hour. But um, yeah, we're looking for an outdoor place somewhere, I guess. You got another one that you're looking at today? Yeah. This one's a golf course in Cambridge. Okay. 
Um, it's a bit of a drive. Yeah, we got a whole bunch. We're going to Alora Mill. Is Sarah's family from Cambridge? No. But like you just want to make it inconvenient for all your wedding we're guests. We're trying right? to we're trying to go in the opposite direction of every. So we don't want it just to be inconvenient for our London friends or Mitchell friends or Shaffer friends. Uh, we want to make it just equally bad for everybody. So you want everyone to be miserable, yeah. and not be able to get home afterwards. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do shuttle buses? Uh, you know, I don't know. They 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 do recommend at all these places that you do have a shuttle, and uh, I like a good shuttle. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Like it's funny you go to some of these small town places, and it's like, and the shuttle will take you to Simcoe. I'm like, is Sim- Simcoe has a. I hope they have a Holiday Inn. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Vegas is sounding better and better by the minute <laughs> here, pal. <laughs> okay, the search has begun for Jim's wedding venue. I love it. Keep us posted. Wednesday was a very rainy day. Yesterday was uh, was <laughs> intense in areas. We were talking earlier about Hamilton. They had some uh, sewers backing up. How many of them, Jim? At least three? Yeah, there was three main intersections where they were backing up, and uh, yeah, it was chaos a bit. Sewage overflow. If uh, if you were splashing around and singing in the rain yesterday, you may want to have an extra long shower this morning. <laughs> <laughs> My kids, man, if they see a puddle, they're going to run towards it. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to. It's even fun driving through them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, as long as you're not splashing somebody, I like it. If the puddle looks a little too brown, <laughs> maybe steer clear though. Uh, so that was the issue in Hamilton. In London, we're getting some crazy images. What's this video? Where? What intersection is this at? So this is. Uh, I'm not sure where the intersection is, but it was posted to the London Ontario subreddit. And they're just driving down a two uh, two lane street, and the water is coming up through the bottom of the bus somehow. And it's a city bus. bus. It's a city bus, and the water is just shooting through the doors. Yeah, well, I think it's coming up be- like between the access panel. Like there's an access panel on the floor. Remember the movie Speed, where they go through the panel and they slide underneath. Yeah, the yeah. End of it? Is that where it's coming? That's out where of? it's coming from. And then it's when the bus driver hits the brakes, all the water goes <laughs> forward <laughs> to where they're sitting, and then like drains out underneath the engine. The bus is filling with water slowly. Yeah, there's like a good solid three inches of water sloshing around. When you're on a bus and it's filling with water, how high do you let it get before you pull the little bell? <laughs> get off. Yeah. Well, where do you get off? In the middle of the river? I'll swim over to safety. I'm not going to let the bus fill up to my uh, to my neck. It's funny. Like Nobody's panicking, though. They're actually kind of laughing on the bus if you hear them here. Uh, there's the sound. <laughs> Like it's gushing. It's yeah, it's, 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 hard, gushing. it's hard to hear. It sounds like they're white water rafting, not <laughs> riding a city bus. It's funny. The water's coming up. They got the windshield wipers going. But, you know, they're not, it's like... <laughs> Doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy is up to his past his shoes. Oh, oh he's, boy. And he's got an umbrella, too, also not helping the situation inside the bus. Well, I'm sure they wouldn't be <laughs> laughing if they knew there was a possibility that was sewage overflow. Yeah. If it can happen in Hamilton, it can happen in London. See something float by. Taz and Jim joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. And retaliation in Blue Jays Nation, Dev. Yeah, Ryan Barucki was ejected from uh, Wednesday's game against the Tampa Bay Rays after he had Kevin Kiermeyer in the back with a fastball. 
Now, this happened in the eighth inning of a game the Blue Jays were losing 7-1. to Barucki uh, says the ball just slipped out of his hand. Uh-huh. And he did not mean <laughs> to hit Kevin Kiermeyer. But what a coincidence that in a 7-1 game, you hit the one guy that your team is really upset with right now because he walked off with the scouting report that your catcher dropped. Yeah, we were talking about this story yesterday. Jay's catcher drops a scouting report, which is basically a guide to the pitches they're going to throw against the other team. Uh, so this Kiermaier guy picks it up, shows it to his coaches. Tampa now knows how the Jays' pitches are going to be coming in for these guys. Um, and the Jays are like, please give it back, give it back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then accidentally hit the guy with a fastball. I, it sounds suspicious to me. It's extremely suspicious, and it's weak by the Blue Jays. You guys lost the scouting report. They didn't steal it. They took it. Like, here's the thing in baseball. If, if you can pick up another team's signs, you take the signs and you give yourself an advantage. If the other team drops their scouting report, you pick up that scouting report and you look at it. You use it to your advantage. The Tampa Bay Rays didn't do anything that I think any other team, the Blue Jays included, would have done. So the fact you're now hitting Kevin Kiermeyer in the back because of it is just weak. I mean, the Blue Jays are in the wrong. That's, 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 there's no other way to put it. They should be throwing the pitches at themselves. <laughs> at a mirror. <laughs> right. <laughs> be mad. It's, it's, it's tough to admit when you've made a mistake, Blue Jays, but uh, definitely Gorilla Glue's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the end result. The Blue Jays, maybe because they're too focused on Kevin Kiermaier, lost two out of three in Tampa. They are currently out of the playoffs. They're a half game behind the Yankees. they got to get their head straight against the Minnesota Twins tonight. And the Rays, I think, are hoping they get their head straight against the Twins because Kiermaier said last night after the game that he hopes they face Toronto in the playoffs so they can beat them in the playoffs as well. Hey, we uh, didn't mention this earlier, Jim, and apologies to all of our uh, redheaded listeners. Today is Redhead Appreciation Day. Great. September 23rd. You're, you're, you've got a little, you're kind of almost like a strawberry blonde, I'd say. Your, your beard kind of comes in reddish, Jim. Yeah, it comes in a little red. Not good. I mean, my sister's a redhead. I am Irish. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes with the territory. I've got like three red hairs. I think they've gone gray now, but I did in my beard. I'd have three or four red hairs. Really? That would come in when I was younger. Yeah, just rando three or four. Huh. So maybe I've got some Irish heritage somewhere along the line, right? <laughs> That's how it's <laughs> showing it itself. Yeah. <laughs> Someone put this together and it's great. Here's a little tune for Redhead Appreciation Day. Lois Griffin, Jane Mamaze, Richie was on Happy Days, Little Mermaid, Tori Amos, Anastasio. Molly Ringwald, Sexist Nixon, Ellie Kemper, Deborah Messing, Kathy Griffin, Nicole Kidman, Juliana Moore. Redheads that we admire. Like a fire burning and our heads are turning. Bryce Howard, Marsha Cross, Conan's hair is the boss. Reba's red on her head, Emma Stone.
Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Redheaded listeners. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.